1: Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 684, August 30th, 2021. 96 degrees was the high on this day, and that occurred in 1941, and it was 45 degrees on two occasions, 1935 and 1974. I would like to uh, thank
3: Running Aces Casino Hotel and Racetrack for sponsoring my appearance at the state fair. Running Aces is a Las Vegas style card room with family friendly horse racing, trout fishing, Great dining in a brand new hotel featuring beautiful state of the art amenities, a pool, a hot tub, and the most comfortable bed I've ever been in. It's a perfect local getaway, running aces, casino, hotel, and racetrack.
1: And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Hello, GLers. Lovely, lovely day at the fair. You feel comfortable at the fair? You feel normal this year at the fair? Everybody yeah. happy? Yeah. Uh, we have a guest right off the bat. And I, uh, sir, I, I, I think I identified you rather accurately uh, in the crowd. You look like a fellow who might be involved with pigeons. <laughs> and your name is Mark Eldridge. That's correct. Hi, Mark. How are you? Thank you. Uh, and what is the Minnesota State Pigeon Association? Uh,
4: the MSPA is an organization that sponsors shows and swaps for pigeon hobbyists all across the state. And our big show this year Will be in McLeod County Fairgrounds November
1: thirteenth. Now, is the pi- is that a pigeon you're holding? <laughs> yes, it Jesus. is. Yes, is it real? Good
5: question.
1: <laughs> it almost looks like one of those robotic well, ones that are run on batteries. Joe,
4: I know you don't allow animals on the fair show that aren't champions, right? And unfortunately, he's not a champion yet because the judging happens tomorrow.
1: Okay, but get him off. Get him off. <laughs> you anticipate championships here. on
4: five. On May 29th, he was trucked to Iola, Kansas, let go of 165 other birds. At 6.30 in the morning, he came home at 8.06 p.m., and he beat the rest of them home. Wow. So wow. he is a winner. That's a winning pigeon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's the name
4: of that pigeon? I don't name him because the hawks like to get the ones that have names. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now
1: what? Here we go. Uh, well, Here we go. I have many questions. Uh, <laughs> How long did it take him to fly the 500 miles? Well, six uh, about uh, 13 hours. And he didn't hit any glass windows in tall buildings on the way. No, nope. right? because we're always told we're losing a lot of birds. No, he came home way. just fine. Yeah. Now what? So that's what the hobby is: is you race them. Yes. And how do you train a bird to race? Well, the birds, the birds fly,
4: uh, fly home naturally through natural instinct. And we just take them out five and ten and fifteen miles to get them into shape every okay. year.
1: Okay. Okay. Huh. How many pigeons do you have?
4: About forty. Where do you live? Near Fairview and Marshall in St. Paul.
1: Well, what oh, the hell? What do you got? A zoo in your yard?
4: <laughs> just an eight by eight shed.
1: And they're they're all right in there. Yep.
4: All well, winter too. All winter. No, don't close the windows or anything. Really? So. Well, they they live in Landmark Center just fine all winter.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, you, you don't need a sunny day for this. Clouds doesn't. Do uh,
4: sun. Clouds and f- clouds and fogs do affect their navigation, but they, uh, Cornell University figured out in 2013 that they locate their home through infrasound.
3: Oh, huh.
4: They hear ultra low frequency wavelengths that travel hundreds of miles, and the Earth's crust cracks. Through tidal what? poles, <laughs> and so when they're five hundred miles away, someplace they've never been before, they get up and they fly around in a circle for a while, and they're listening. They go, "That sounds like home," and they You're start heading back. Up. Come
5: on, really? man! You no. learn more wow. here by accident no, than anywhere that's, else by design. That is fascinating. fascinating. I, I do have. A that question. is cool. Here we go. I, Look, I have a serious question. Yep. How did they figure this out so many hundreds of years back? that these pigeons were capable of doing this? Well... I mean, what, the, the history of the, the, the messenger pigeon goes yeah. way back.
4: Yeah, they're the oldest domesticated birds. Uh, and the reason people raised them in the Middle East, they're native to the Mediterranean area. People would have a loft on top of their roof. The birds would go out, get grain, come home, feed their babies, and then you'd have Sunday dinner when you wanted it. Got it. And... As they they learned to come home, they started attaching messages to their legs and as a matter of fact, Cleopatra had a post office in Alexandria, Egypt during her reign with fifty 50- 50,000 pigeons in Holy the Okay, so
5: Cleopatra comes down one day and she says, where the hell is Mark Anthony? And she just puts a message out to go find Mark Anthony and come back home. That's
4: correct. When what? I
5: eat a pigeon, is it called a squab?
1: That's correct. All right, and they're pretty good. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've had that before. I, I have a question really quick. Hi, I'm Chris
6: back here. You can't see me. How do you know which pigeon won? I mean, each,
4: they each? all look the same. Each bird has oh. a radio frequency chip attached oh, to their leg, just track
1: like, track like a uh, your car key. Gotcha.
3: And just like they- we got when we got the COVID shot. Right. <laughs> <these little laughs> <trackers>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mark, did. if you let yes. this guy go right now, would he fly back to your house? I hope let's see he's a winner let's try it <laughs> so
4: i've got a dozen birds out there i'll let go later this one's in the show so yeah. i want him to get a ribbon
1: so what uh what can people here at the fair do is there a pigeon area at the fairgrounds
4: the poultry barn opens up this afternoon with the open pigeon show Yep. Yeah. about one o'clock and we'll be there monday afternoon all day tuesday and all day wednesday all right the judging happens Tuesday morning. And what what is
1: being judged?
4: They're judged for confirmation to their breed standard. Okay. So the fantails have to have a fancy, f- right? A fancy feathers, and the, the homers have to look like they'll come home. All right.
5: How so, old? Oh, go ahead,
4: Kenny.
3: Well, what's the difference between this pigeon and the pigeons you race, and the pigeons that live in my silo?
4: None. Th- at those all. are feral pigeons.
3: Um, and uh, the pigeons that I'm seeing there, are they the same pigeons? All the time, they're not transient. They're just those, they're, are, they're, those they, are my pigeons. They
4: tend to stay
5: home until you, until a hawk gets them, yeah,
3: uh, or a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, you know,
5: uh, the life uh, span of a n- normal pigeon in the wild, up uh, roughly. Well, uh, I raise them up and I race them for
4: about five years, and they live in my loft up to fifteen years if they're a good breeder.
7: Okay,
5: and then what engaged you to start? Doing this at I, what age? I was. Uh, I was. I grew up in a small town
4: with a lot of old German guys, okay. and they kept all kinds of pigeons in their backyard, and they <laughs> gave them to us kids to take home oh, yeah. and pester our parents with. <laughs> and then I was out of the game for about forty years because I got interested in girls. Yeah, <laughs> that'll change
1: that'll do things. It. I, I have time. a. I have a memory as a kid that the neighbor raised pigeons, and I want to say it was Angie Giuliani. Uh, isn't it, uh, wasn't there a twin scout named Angie Giuliani? There was, yes.
5: Giuliani, yes. I, I Yeah, I think
1: it was Angie. Who is that name ringing a bell with you?
4: No, but there's a lot of guys who grew up, especially in the Frogtown area and yeah. stuff, that yeah. I still race with. Yeah.
1: yeah, okay. Well, Mark, I appreciate it very much. Thank you.
6: Wait, I got a quick question. Isn't Tyson, doesn't Tyson have a pigeon connection
4: yes. like Tyson? Yes, uh, New Yorkers play a game on their uh, apartment roofs. They have lofts. As uh, Marlon Brando on the waterfront, they let them up in the air. They get a big, they get all the birds in the neighborhood up in a single flock, and then you call them down. And if you get one of your neighbor's birds, you hold them for ransom. And that's what Mike Tyson does. Really? Okay.
1: Really? (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, Mark. And good luck with uh, that unnamed pigeon.
4: I'm going to go release about a dozen, see if they get home. All right. Watch for that. All right.
1: Cool. Thank you. All right.
4: Only champions,
1: Joe. See, you recall on Friday I, I said that I saw Julia in the crowd. She's a longtime listener. Uh, you may not recall clearly since you exited, executed an abrupt Royce-like escape following Friday's Garage Lodging. However, you wondered during the podcast if you spotted me in the crowd as I am a somewhat frequent contributor. I was there. So tell the dummies who chastised you <laughs> that your sight and memory are not vague. And the rest of the day at the fair, delightful. The weather was perfection, the crowds were easy to navigate, lines were short. I adored a chairlift ride with our youngest and a cylinder index spiral candle was purchased at the grandstand. The creation really does smell like gasoline. These are family traditions not soon forgotten. My children even mused that it seemed fairgoers were telling Liberal Lakes that it was time to stop being fearful and begin living again. Joy really is the simple pleasures you enjoy with fellow Gumption County residents gathering. We truly aren't made for these times, but GLers are made for the Minnesota get-together. I write for all when I say thank you. GL crew, good luck, Julia. All right, Julia, thank you.
5: You have a very sharp, keen mind, sir. I know I do. I will tell you, because I am in touch uh, with uh, our one of our moles, Z.R. Mole, is related to Angela Giuliani, and I said, did he keep pigeons? And he said, uh, "Yes, he did racing pigeons." I said, "What's your connection?" Yeah. His son is my uncle.
1: That was it's... 65 years ago. And he
5: was the one that signed uh, Kent Herbeck. Here we go. Yeah. He's going
3: to release these pigeons here uh, in a matter of minutes. So. Oh, right here. Yeah, let's. Uh...
5: Mark, you're going to release
1: him right here. Yep. Oh, up there. All right. Well, we won't. There's... What if they are they going to stop here and say goodbye? Yeah. See you later.
6: <laughs> well, didn't we have a bird one year, Joe, where he? Basically,
2: flew right to the tree. Right to the tree. tree. We had to get a yep. hook and ladder crew out here,
1: <laughs> and it was a, it was a, right. it was a mess. <laughs> the uh,
2: the uh, leads uh, of a Sports Illustrated story about Angelo.
1: Yeah. What Angelo? Here we ju- go. Hey, Giuliani. here we go, guys. Well, oh. Let's watch this. Uh, here we go, GLers. Sorry, Tom. that's right. Four. There they go. There they go. Oh. Going now they've got to go in a circle, see, to listening. figure out where they are. Oh,
6: we got to go this way. Let's go by the cookie they're shop. Going the
1: wrong way. Nope.
3: Oh, <laughs> I see that. I grabbed the 410. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark.
0: Mark Eldridge, you. Ladies and gentlemen.
2: When, uh, when Angelo Giuliani of St. Paul is not beating the bushes for baseball players, he's scanning the heavens for pitches. Honest to God, he was our
5: neighbor. There you go. You know,
1: he, he had pigeons.
5: And you know the other uh, tidbit? Huh. He was on the field for Lou Gehrig's famous speech. Really? Yeah, I just found that out huh. as well from my wow. uh, So, bowl.
6: Joe, you remember that from 50-some-odd years ago. Where'd you park your car?
1: Uh, yep. Somewhere here. On the <laughs> no, I think it's at the station. There we go. I think it's at the There standing. we go. I think it's at the station. <laughs> you can... You can forget where you parked your car. You can't forget what the car is for. That's it. Right, right. I want to correct something else. Apparently, one of you uh, uh, monkeys said this. (laughs) I was listening to the eight twenty four podcast as I was driving on the Gunflint Trail. As I was driving, I heard your news coverage on the Greenwood Fire, which does have some evacuations associated with it. And one of the dummies said the people on the Gunflint Trail were running for their lives. On the drive, I didn't see anyone running for their life. Actually, we are in a pre-evacuation status. This is a heads up from the sheriff that we need to make sure our wildfire sprinkler systems are functional and ran every day to pre-saturate the ground and vegetation. We are told to make sure uh, we have the important documents and medications we may need if we should need to evacuate and pay attention to the status of the fires. The fires are about 10 miles from the Gunflint Trail. There are crews monitoring and working the fires with more firefighters arriving daily. The businesses are still open and guests are still coming to stay on the Gunflint Trail. Statements like running for their lives does not help us at this stage. The Gunflint Trail Volunteer Fire Department, Forest Service, DNR, and our Sheriff's Office will make sure to let us know if it does change and we have to evacuate. Uh, I- and this is John Fredrickson from Gunflint Lodge and Outfitters. Pretty sure you said that. Probably. Probably.
5: Well, it turns out... (laughs) Running for their lives (laughs) is a little dramatic. You know, GLers,
6: we should peel back the curtain. When we have the Garage Logic Correction segment, which is almost daily uh, on the show, all four of us kind of tense up until we realize (laughs) which idiot is the one that said something stupid, and then it's the sigh of relief, when we find out, in this case, it was Kenny.
1: What's that called (laughs) when you... uh, Thanks,
5: Chris. What's that
1: called when you hear two things in the same time that you've never heard before?
5: Bader Meinhof.
1: I think I have one. What do you got? Well, this guy wrote me, and this is, what day was 826? That'd be uh, Friday. Thursday? Thursday? Friday? Th- thursday. 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 Well, he's right. Thursday. Kenny's right. Well, John concludes his uh, note by saying, on another note, I understand that I currently own a Chris Craft that you once owned. I bought a 1947 deluxe runabout this summer that Joel Lemansky restored. Joel said he bought it as a project boat from a guy named Ray who bought it from you. And uh, he sent me photos of it. It's lovely. Then I ran into our friend Tom Jewell on Saturday. And he said, I'm having a boat that you used to own come in for some work. Well, that's pretty. That's close to a Biter meinhof isn't it? A different boat than this one. You know, yeah.
3: this is like everybody saying that they were at Woodstock. Yeah. You know, <laughs> come on. Everybody owns a boat that used to be yours. No, and it's yeah. be it's not break. the
5: license on the side. The way they know that it's Joe's is on that fourth, that fourth wood panel. There's a little fingerprint That's that yours. will come out. That's <laughs> yours. Because I touched it before it was dry.
1: <laughs> Say, I want to remind you that uh, right now at Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo in Maplewood, southeast junction there of Highway 36 and 61, there's 0% for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagen vehicles, with the exception of the ID4. The new Volkswagen Taos is in stock. Zero uh, percent for up to 72 months on Fiats. I can't do another ad for a car they can't sell. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Zero. And I just it's I got a really neat nifty email from somebody sending me a film of how Fiat used to. Uh, test their cars on the roof of the building in Milan. They raced around the top of the roof of the building. Yep, That's a fact. 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. I love these people. I've shopped there for years. I will continue to find out more at SchmelzVW.com SchmelzFiat.com and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com Garage Logic would
6: like to welcome Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services to the podcast. Andy and his crew at Kahuna take care of all the stuff around your house that you really hate doing. Window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, roof washing, they will even put up and take down and store your holiday lights. They service the entire metro area from North Branch to Norwood Young America. Kahuna is also a veteran owned company and honored to be recommended by Trust Vets. Throughout August, they have a great special on window cleaning just for GLers. Stay off the ladder and safely in the garage. Clean windows can really make a difference, especially with all the smoke and fog that we have been getting. Right now, for GLers only, pricing starts at just $117 for up to 25 window panes. This special will only run through the month of August. Head to kahunawindowcleaning.com to schedule a cleaning today. And make sure you ask for the GL special, kahunawindowcleaning.com.
1: Convention in Deoria.
7: Bert from sesame street (laughs) i love pigeons and i love how they walk and i've created a really cool dance called doing the pigeon okay
6: okay we're doing the pigeon yeah see see (laughs) we like had a pigeon on the show. Can we bring up... Uh, well, first sweet. of all, Kenny's got a message Oh, I'm So sure, you. you've I'm been sure. listening
3: to me preach the benefits of uh, seafoam uh, deep creep for quite some time now. I'm really amazed by this stuff. It blows me away uh, on a weekly basis. I just used it again over the weekend on uh, some bicycles that some kids left out in the rain. Yeah. Uh, I have yet to find a rusted or squeaky part that deep creep, a shot or maybe 20, can't solve. Now, as for the engine treatment... Uh, I just rewarded the big dumb truck again over the weekend, dumped in a can of high mileage, uh, added a can of SUV and truck treatment to the roommate's rig. Uh, Just a little, it's a little added, like you, Uh, they don't need it, but it's added insurance that keeps them out of the shop. Cheap insurance. Keeps the injectors clean, the rings happy. Uh, But what's really amazing about Seafoam is the availability of it. Uh, it's just a constant source of amazement to me. The, it's a local company, global reach. It's on counters all over the world. So it's really not a big deal to go get the next can. It's probably just a mile or two away from you. Everybody I know uses this stuff, from hunters to motorheads, racers, moms, grandmas. Truly a wonderful
1: product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. Joining us GLers are, uh, is it Bailey Balds? Bailey
5: Builds. <laughs>
1: Bailey huh? Builds. Billy Bailey, Bailey Builds. Builds. Are you Sorry Bailey? About my chicken scratch. <laughs> I, I Are you Bailey?
0: Up. I am not, no. But that, that's a Bailey right there. Hello,
1: Bailey. You're Bailey Bulge. <laughs> no, I'm Lincoln, nope. Bailey. Well, we need uh, yeah, that here one. Here goes Chris. Yep. <laughs> Who the hell is Bailey Bulge?
0: She couldn't make it today. Okay, and you're Carrie Jenkins. <laughs> I am Carrie Jenkins. Yes. So we
1: have Carrie Jenkins and Lincoln... Bailey. Bailey. <laughs> and the name of the business is... Bailey ba- Builds. Oh, I get it. I <laughs> get so it. I, was the it first one. I get it. Gotcha. And you're from Duluth.
0: We are. He needs some of that gas you were just talking about. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It sets you <laughs> off. Do do, what, what, what have you brought uh, with us, uh, to us, uh, Carrie and uh, Lincoln?
0: So, Anna and Nathaniel Bailey are the artisans behind Bailey Builds. Mm-hmm. And so, in 2015, she actually left her job and was working out of her garage at her home okay. and was building furniture for her family and then started playing around with some of the scrap wood, okay, and started creating pieces of art, selling it out of her garage um, in Duluth, Minnesota. And from there, it just kind of grew. And they ended up buying a old Texaco gas station oh, in West nice. Duluth, cool, 1930s gas station, still has the oil drop in the garage yeah. and everything. Oh, neat! Renovated it, and the front part of that is now our store. But okay. the back part they renovated, and we're using it as their wood workshop. When they outgrew that, just last year, they purchased a funeral home and converted the Hearst garage into their new woodwork shop. So are, you,
1: are you artisans with this outfit? Yeah, so yes. So I
0: am their store manager in Duluth. Lincoln is their second oldest son, and yep. he works for them full-time in the woodwork workshop. And
1: these are gifts you brought for me to take home?
0: Um, <laughs> you know, for a price. Yeah. For
1: that for every time. Price. John, turn it around. Careful let me care, see what, uh, what Bailey brought.
0: So this is one of her more classic. That's what she started out doing, and then she has started doing some more modern pieces, such as this one that I'm holding oh over my. here, this oh. part of the Gatsby collection. Wonderful. Yeah.
1: We have a concept in Garage Logic called Garage Wood ah. that you you really can't be throwing away wood because no. you never know when you're going to need a chunk or a hunk or That's a piece. That's true. And I, I take it this is along that vein somehow.
0: Yes, absolutely. And Lincoln can probably speak better to that about what kind of wood that they have rescued and used in some of their artwork. Yeah. So, like, I'd say like the first couple of years we were actually tearing down. We tore down a barn okay, and we used some barn wood yep. and then also we've gotten like old dock planks. Oh, I love those. From yeah. up in Ely, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, So, I think not that one doesn't have it, but some of the other ones have the dock planks and okay. it's so just all over the place.
3: Question for you, what comes first, the design or the wood? Do you make a design based around the wood or do you make a design and then go looking for the right
0: wood? Um, I'd say it's kind of both, and we also do, like, custom pieces for people. So they kind of tell us their ideas, and then we have one of our workers draw it up, and then we design it for them. We've had people bring, like, a family owned barn that's being torn down, bring the wood to us and ask for art pieces that incorporate that wood just because it holds all that memory mm. and things like that. So this, this
1: is a flourishing gig, isn't it? Well,
0: it's really fun. They actually just were commissioned um, a few months ago to do a piece of art for Motor Trend, Jeep Wagoneer. Really? Oh. Jeep Wagoneer is releasing their new Wagoneer. They reached out to Anna, asked if she would design something based off of the front grille of oh, yeah? the new Wagoneer. That they handed out at the show that they did. So, I mean, it's a lot of it is. It's a lot of fun, but it's still very much a family. Anna has her hands on every piece of art that is that is produced. What what is
1: your relationship to the fairgrounds? What are you doing here?
0: So we actually, for the first time, are here at the fair, and um, you know they gave us a spot right outside the pavilion where normally you could set up a tent, but Mm -hmm. in true Bailey builds fashion. Why set up a tent when you could in three days build a little miniature store? So they built a store down right outside the pavilion. Okay,
1: I'm, I'm unaware of the pavilion. Uh, uh, the Rose.
5: The, uh, the Oh, um, you mean the
1: old Hippodrome? Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, yep. right over yeah. here. Yep. just right down over there. Okay. Yep, and so they built the building in about three or four days, and that is where we have a bunch of her artwork on oh, display. So
1: people could actually buy some of this stuff oh, here. Oh, we would love at it if people yeah. bought yeah.
6: some of this yeah. stuff here. I don't here know if fare. your uh, group takes suggestions or you know, wants ideas, but the gentleman standing right behind you is the original creator of the chair box. Yeah. Oh. The chair box,
5: yes, yeah. we have done some very interesting... Um, <laughs> Uh, explain the chair He nailed box. a box to a chair and he thinks it's artwork. Oh, it was it was okay. the chair box. It was on a chair pedestal. See yeah. but it was a it was a wooden box that we <laughs> We stored, and it was, it was for storage, and of it was. Course. It looked neat, and what of course, these crow Magnum men with their knuckles dragging on the ground could not see any any charm in it, any beauty in it well, at all. So it's pretty ugly. Well, I mean, let's you know, it. beauty so you is
0: in the eyes of the beholder. So I guess if you I'll find it beautiful, then that's what Say, matters. This is
5: something that I I wish I could do, but I it's way over above my pay grade. Yeah, as you, you will a lot know. of fun.
0: You brought
3: up a barn. Uh, I can get you a barn for very cheap. Really, <laughs> you have to come take it down, though. Ah. Uh,
0: See yeah. that that you know what I can get you a building right over here at the State Fair for pretty cheap too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe for Kenny,
3: maybe if for you K-
0: want to take it down, so <laughs> we <laughs> don't have to. You can buy the building. Why don't,
1: we, uh, why don't we Why uh, don't we promote where you are in Duluth? Lots of people will be heading north during the leaf peeping season and oh, what yes. have you where are you in Duluth? We we
0: call them the Leafers. Right. So when the Leafers head up to Duluth, we're in West Duluth, okay, Spirit Valley area. So just a little west of um, Lincoln Park, which is kind of the new booming area where a lot of the breweries and things are in Duluth. Ben Paddle, Off, yeah, they're right yep, there. Yep, yep. We're just west of there on Grand Avenue. Okay. Yeah. And your right. website? Website, baileybuilds.com.
5: baileybuilds.com. And you can do things like starter kits. If Kenny couldn't do the whole barn, maybe an old outhouse. <laughs> Some old outhouse wood you could... I can get you an
3: outhouse, too, by
0: the way. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to take it down. You know, we may and have to pass on that. I'll hole, check with so Anna, but we may pass I don't on know, that. we might do that. Well... Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's very handsome. It's very handsome work. Thank you. Yeah. Thank very you. nice I of you to stop along. by. Of course. Thank, yeah. you.
0: Thank you for having I'll I'll swing like us. To
1: swing by your building. We'd love to is see it you. at what? Is it in front of the what I call the hippodrome? Yes. Of the Coliseum. So it's behind this row of buildings. It
0: is. Yeah. Yes.
1: I got it. Yeah, got it's it. kind of hard to miss. To head that
0: direction. It's a really, they did an amazing job putting it up in just a few days. Were so. you
1: involved in that, uh, Lincoln, putting up um, the building?
0: No, I was in the wood shop trying to make products <laughs> so we would have enough. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks to both of you. Of course. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for having GLers, what do you think? That's pretty good uh, garage <laughs> wood, huh? huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh?
3: Huh? <laughs> pretty good use. Thank you. Pretty yes, good Joe. use of the garage wood. Yeah.
1: Yes, Joe. Yes, <laughs> Joe. Uh, <laughs> Kenny brought this from a, uh, some local newspaper up, up in northern Minnesota, and it's uncanny. 120 years ago, diphtheria. State health authorities warned of an epidemic of diphtheria next winter. This was dated... Uh, August 26 of uh, 1896, or 1895. State health authorities warned of an epidemic of diphtheria next winter. Unless stringent quarantine measures are taken, there are cases in almost all parts of the state. Vaccination. Smallpox Board of Health resolved that all school children and teachers must show certificate of successful Vaccination since January 1, 1896, or a medical certificate as to immunity to, vaccina- to vaccination. Also included in the resolution were lumbermen, mining superintendents, railroad superintendents, or others employing many men, women, or children. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. That's uncanny. Right.
3: I, was, I I thought we were setting a precedent here. Not, out, not, not, not at all, clo- apparently. Not even close. That's yeah. amazing. Well, I have
1: a COVID story for everybody. Because you got morons in this country right now who don't trust vaccinations, but they'll take Ivervectum, which is a uh, uh, a worm parasite medicine for cows and horses. Okay,
5: all I right? won't take How that. How stupid are you? You're dumb at that point.
1: Don't take
3: that stuff. I thought it was proven that it worked. it yeah, does work. Are you kidding me? Are you a doctor? Are you going to take <laughs> worm poison, Joe? In my twenties, I took a lot of things. And <laughs> yeah, I no I idea just, what it was. He's got an iron constitution. <laughs> no man. idea. Well,
1: here's my COVID story. We're told that even if vaccinated, you can you can come down with the COVID or yes, the variant. It
5: won't prevent it. Correct. Right.
1: So I have two good friends, man. Wife, They were in Ireland for about the last 10 days, and they came home Thursday, and they instantly fell ill, even though they had to test negative in Dublin to even get on the flight. So now they get home, and they come down with the chills and the cough and the feverish feelings. It might uh, be
5: the Irish flu. It could be. Oh, Jesus.
1: (laughs) So uh, the husband, he got wind of where he could get some rapid tests, and he went and got, I don't know what they are. They're rapid tests, and within 15 minutes, he he brought them home. They took them. They both tested positive to whatever this is, the variant or COVID. This is
5: after testing negative prior to getting on board the aircraft. Okay, so that's Thursday going into Friday. Yep. Then they feel a little
1: down Saturday and Sunday. On the way back today, and it was described to me today as nothing more than an extremely mild flu and a mild cold. Did So So what I'm learning from this is... It's probably not BS that the vaccinations are are keeping them from becoming seriously ill. Sure. Right.
5: Getting on the ventilator. Oh, you don't want to do that.
1: Did they have to quarantine at all? They are self-quarantining.
3: I have a family reunion this weekend, and evidently we're going to have rapid testing there. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's any way I can possibly get a false positive, (laughs) so I can so you don't have to go to it. Turn around and go back home. Right. (laughs) Right.
1: But I just thought that was interesting because it's it's bearing out that that's, that's, that's good advice. The vaccine will will prevent you from serious repercussions.
5: Okay, case in point, uh, the Reverend Jesse Jackson and his wife. Yeah. He has been vaccinated, and he has uh, some symptoms. He was put in a, a rehab center. She is not vaccinated. And she's pretty ill. And she's, she's not on a ventilator yet, but she is very ill. All right. So I guess, that, I guess that proves your point.
3: And you're still not worried about what's going to happen to you a year, two years, five years out. It's too late for me no, to worry because, about it. No, because, you know why? Because Same I'm
5: here. here. Because I'm here because I took the vaccination.
1: Well, I in just... In my opinion. I think that America has a tremendous stupidity <laughs> problem if you're going to choose uh, an animal medicine over a vaccine. Yeah. Huh? I might give it a go. Yeah, some rat poison. Go to a Fleet Farm and get some poison. <laughs> some
5: rat poison and see dinosaurs and unicorns. What about the pool cleaner? weren't yeah. we doing yeah. pool cleaner? We were <laughs> doing pool cleaner for a while. Yep. Well,
1: I'm I'm just uh, the more I read and the more I hear, the more I I'm glad I got. How many people here are vaccinated? Oh, that's a tremendous tremendous show of support. Yeah. I how many that. How many here would not never get vaccinated? What? <laughs> one fans right. right over there see there's still time there's st- it's what i tell myself it's still august still we're not august. we're not out of we the got beautiful one more weather day, bro, yet 21sters. One day, and there's still one time day. to get up to giants ridge and get back to nature and escape the noise of the rest of the world and find two of the best public golf courses in the country not to mention minnesota the legend and the quarry At giants ridge are the greatest value in minnesota golf there's a 37 hole special play the legend in the quarry on the same day with lunch on them for 160 bucks plus tax on weekdays and 175 plus tax on weekends must be played at the same day but as i've been telling you and what we've been learning over the summer it's much more than golf even though the golfers in your family will have died and gone to heaven it's uh, water recreation biking and hiking and the newest Lift, uh, largest lift served mountain bike park in the Midwest, dining, lodging, and much more. Genuinely a family destination. You can view 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at GiantsRidge.com, or you can learn more or book tea times online at GiantsRidge.com, or by calling 218 865 8030. When we come back, yep. I'm going to tell you uh, about my experience with just trying to consume some news this morning. Ah. My kid,
3: Dylan Reese. Your kid and Dylan Reese are better than the band in 1973. Oh,
1: okay. Will well, on you that. and Dylan play this Friday? Uh,
3: I'll ask him, Sure prepared to that's lovely can you keep up that's the question I, I can keep up yeah. Is this a blues riff, uh, you know I know no, I've got no. something to do here but uh, <laughs> Joe I'm talking to Dylan last Friday I asked him Dylan, uh, how many hours a day do you practice eh, seven eight nine I asked John John how many da- uh, how, how, how much do you practice every day he's like yeah 15 minutes a week <laughs>
5: I just, I don't have as much. he's got a lot of free Half time. an hour And a that's, month. When he the yeah, yeah. that's when he trips over the guitar.
2: that's when he trips over He's got
3: free time. You know how it is when you're young. Uh you quick free time. Quiz time here, fellas. They've got 10 brands on uh, the floor at Moon. Yep. Give me five of them. MoonMotorsports.com. Give me f- Kawasaki, five. Triumph. Nope. No, uh, yes. Uh Yamaha. BMW. Yamaha. Yamaha. Yes. yes. Articat. Uh, no. Honda. Yes. Uh, and Triumph, Polaris. You said Triumph <laughs> twice. Uh, yep, Polaris. Yeah. Uh, the rundown is Honda, Polaris, Yamaha, Can-Am, <laughs> BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Husqvarna, and Skidoo. New units arriving daily. Do you
1: know what the Yamaha symbol is? The Yamaha trademark sign? You've done this to me many, many times. No, it's no a, tell it, me. It's a tuning fork. Tuning fork. It's They started their manufacturing fork. life as a
3: maker of pianos, which yes. they still do. Because of that deep inventory system. Selecturing 10 manufacturers moon motorsports they're going to be able to find some of those hard-to-find machines you've been looking for including if you just happen to spot something out here in the fairgrounds get up to moon ask them about it see what they know about it these on-site brand experts they can run through all the cool features and talk you through the whole process you can also check out all of the machines online that's what we all do first uh, click over to moon motorsports.com really
6: quick Joe uh, Pat's back here Uh and monitoring the YouTube channel, our live YouTube feed. How about this from Lisa, guys? Hey, I'm driving on I-90 from New York to see you guys at the State Fair tomorrow. Love the show.
3: Wow. All right, that well, is dedication awesome. right there. Awesome. Is that, that her? Yep, that's, oh, that's Rivers. Her. Oh, hi. Well, hi. Oh, I, I see the note. Sure. we do not
5: have a Lisa Conroe cam. Yeah, I want the, the Lisa cam. <laughs> uh, we should mention that it, uh, fairgoers. It's a little late if you're listening on uh, at, at home tomorrow, but we are live on Facebook, the Garage Logic Facebook page. And if you subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page, you will be able to watch these broadcasts oh. live. And on Wednesday,
3: uh, Such is doing a solo acoustic tour. <laughs> he's going to come out here by himself um, without the benefit of microphones or speakers and just
1: entertain the audience. Wednesday? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm busy. See, <laughs> <laughs> we're told that the world is in a tough situation. Uh, uh, in terms of nature and the horrific windstorm uh, with Ida. It turns out to be more of a wind event than a rain event, but unfortunately there's nothing new about that. Uh, And I put that into context when I read today that researchers have discovered that they were standing on an island north of Greenland that never before existed. They didn't know it existed. Okay. It was in today's Wall Street Journal. A team of Arctic researchers from Denmark say they accidentally discovered what they believe is the world's northernmost island. Interesting.
5: So it was covered with snow? How did they not know yet?
1: Well, it's not a big one, and it probably won't last long. But we can't make an island. Right? Right. right. Any more than you can control what the temperature is going to be. You can't but make an island. This is an island that didn't show up on the maps it's until around. they so stumbled upon it.
3: this story, are they selling this to us by way of saying how horrible climate change is, and now it's warm and thawing, and we just discovered...
1: they
5: so bad, we're making our own islands now. <laughs>
1: the scientists from the University of Copenhagen initially thought they had arrived at Odog, an island discovered by a Danish survey team in 1978, To collect samples during an exhibition that was conducted in July. They wound up on an undiscovered island further north. We were convinced the island we were standing on was Odog, which until then was registered as the world's northernmost island, said Expedition Leader Morton Roche of the University's Department of Geoscience and Natural Resource Management. But when I posted photos of the island and its coordinates on social media, a number of American island hunters went crazy uh, and said that it couldn't be true. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. Island hunters are adventurers whose hobby is to search for unknown islands. Oh, that's cool. That I didn't like know fun. that. Yeah. The yet-to-be named island is about uh, seven, about 850 yards north of Odog, an island off Cape Morris Jessup, the northern. Most point of Greenland and one of the most northerly points, points of land on Earth. The tiny island, apparently discovered as a result of shifting pack ice, is about 30 by 60 meters or about 100 by 200 feet in size, not very big, and rises to about 10 or 13 feet above sea level. The research team does not consider the discovery to be a result of climate change. Wow. Here, 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 That's, here.
6: here. Should have a here. for that. what's uh, wow. What's O Dog? Oh dog no, is another island.
5: Knock, knock. Who's, Who's there? there? Oh. Oh, who? Oh, dog, we just made an island.
1: <laughs> oh, no. dog. See, it's not a bit O-dog. what I have to deal no. with. No. See, like it's O-dog. just not a bit. It's no. clean. clean. What I have to put up with all no, the time.
3: That was it's unfortunate.
1: O-dog. The island consists primarily of small mounds of silt and gravel, Uh, Mr. Rash said it could be the result of a major storm that, with the help of the sea, gradually pushed material from the seabed together until an island formed. Isn't hmm. that amazing? Okay, that so I read amazing. that, and it gave me faith in, in, in life. That would that
6: be the same type of island that, uh, was it the Atlanta uh, congressperson, Hank Johnson, said would flip over because there were too many troops? No, no that was
5: Guam. That's a little bit that bigger. That was Guam.
6: So
1: now I read in the St. Paul Pioneer Press this morning, they picked up a, a New York Times piece. This is what your mayor does in the morning. He drives himself crazy trying to digest the news. <laughs> oh, what a fun life. So uh, it's a New York Times piece. So that right away almost tells me, well, I know what the New York Times is going to say. What we know about climate change and hurricanes, and there's five points. Higher winds, more rain, slower storms, wider ranging storms, more more volatility. None of which is absolutely the case. None of which is absolutely the case, although it can be the case from time to time. Then you go to the Minneapolis paper today. What do you got? And on their opinion page, and I'm I'm pleasantly surprised the Star Tribune ran this, It's called Concerns Continue to be Overheated About Climate Change. It's by Katie Tubb of the Heritage Foundation. And I'll just cut to the chase. Just one day after the IPCC report, the journal Climate Dynamics published a paper potentially exposing a fundamental flaw in how the IPCC contributes extreme weather to climate change. More studies continue to highlight persistent problems with climate models that exaggerate warming. That said, what does the first installment of the IPCC report say? Here are a few highlights. The IPCC estimates warming since 1850 amounts to 1.1 degrees centigrade since 1850. You know what that is? Nothing. 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 Uh, Number two, the most extreme projections for warming, those deemed most likely in the 24 assessment report, have been downgraded to low likelihood. And finally, it finds no discernible trends for hurricanes. Okay. Huh. But here's the New York Times piece. It says we're all going to die of hurricanes. And here's the the Uh United Nations people saying... It finds no discernible trains for hurricanes, winter storms, floods, tornadoes, or thunderstorms.
3: That's uh, really interesting. I I have a question for you. I'm not done. Not
1: surprisingly...
5: (laughs) I'm surprised that the Star Tribune did publish that. Not surprisingly,
1: these findings were scarcely mentioned in media coverage of the most current report. After all, bad news sells. Hence, we get headlines dripping with catastrophism. Nuance and accuracy be damned. That's the most interesting point right there. Harumph, 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 harumph. harumph. That, that
3: said, uh, can I ask my question now? Yeah. Is our next guest here yet?
1: <laughs> Doris? No. Uh, Not yet. <laughs> I just. Okay, so a consumer of news, what are you going to believe? Uh, well, here's it, the New York Times piece that's saying we're dying. And here's the, here's the Heritage Foundation analyzing the actual report saying what didn't get mentioned by the news-gathering institutions was the fact that compared to the 2014 report, we're not in a catastrophic situation. Well, I can answer uh, your... Ha- that would be tough to tell somebody in New Orleans right now. Right. I can answer
3: your question. We're going to believe what's convenient for us to believe. It's like algorithms. B.
1: Well, I believe... I, I have to digest all this and come to a conclusion, and I'm going to believe... Uh, this, this gal's point that yeah. uh, you guys didn't report the good parts of that report the, the, you only reported yeah. the hysterical parts Yeah, and, and that I thought was fascinating yeah. and, and it's so complex I, I won't read you the whole thing but she, she points out the obvious the, the climate is so complex that it's folly to think we, we can uh, picture some imaginary thermostat and control what's taking place right. I know there's horrific things happening now One of the reasons they're horrific is because more and more people are impacted. The fires out west, the storm that just hit land in uh, Louisiana and Mississippi, they're dreadful. But they've been dreadful since the beginning of time. The only difference is no
5: one was there. Right.
1: No one was
3: there. We've had a
5: burnout. We've had a burnout in North America Mm -hmm. over the centuries, over the thousands of years, ice age.
3: Speaking of burnout, did the uh, rain over the weekend help, help the situation in the Arrowhead? Yes. That,
1: yes. That did help? Yes. It's slowed to, it's, it slowed. It went from 0% to 14% control.
2: It did, but they still expect, as you'll hear in my news, yeah. uh, some of them to burn
1: until winter. Oh, until my. snowfall. So. Wow. And that's going to be coming up next, John. Oh. Your news I, I, be, I better go get my computer. Better, you better then. get your news. Say, Pizza and Pro Tabs are back at Red Savoy <laughs> it's Pizza. It's a big week. Six, Gopher football. That's right. Thursday, mm-hmm. Ohio State. Ohio well, State, Red's State, has a great yep. relationship with Gopher football. They've done some stuff on their Facebook page with. P.J. Fleck. But right now, pizza and pull tabs are back at all 16 Red Savoy soda-style pizza locations. When you order a pizza at Red Savoy, they'll tuck a real pull tab into the flap of the box, and you can win stuff. You can win free pizza, pasta, wings, salads, cookies, pop, as well as money off your next purchase. You can even win the grand prize, free pizza for a year. That would be a hell of a Damn. That'd be a, hell of a prize, wouldn't yep. it? Yep. And uh, G. Eller's just in time for this football season, Gophers. are Gophers home Thursday? Yes, they are at the to, bank. To Ohio State. Yes. That's are a we beat. still
5: calling it TCF Bank? No, it's, no, it's Huntington hunting Bank. Something. Okay.
1: Well, GLers, visit SavoyPizza.com and use code word ELITE, one of uh, PJ's words. That's one word ELITE, E-L-I-T-E, and get 5 bucks off any order of $30 or more. That offer is available only through the Red Savoy app or website, RedSavoyPizza.com.
6: He's known as a bad waiter, Joe Sushi. Bad waiter. Hey, uh, GLers, we are excited to welcome a new partner here to the Garage Logic podcast. It's St. Paul's Own Mosaic Hard Surface. Now, listen, they specialize in the sourcing, supply, and installation of hard surface based materials such as granite, marble, and quartz for your kitchen, bath, fireplace, bar, outdoor kitchen. Anywhere that you can dream up, they can get it done and done right and also under budget. These guys are skilled neighbors that you never knew you had. You've probably already seen some of their work in commercial and hospitality spots around the metro area. They work with the top commercial builders in the Twin Cities, and they were recently chose to work the Amazing Eleven on the River Project in downtown Minneapolis, the new Ford development in St. Paul, and now they are offering their team's amazing craftsmanship to you. Corey and Jay are the owners, and they are true diehard GLers. In fact, Corey... It's going to be heard from later today, Joe, based on your comments earlier. You can call Corey today at 651-242-0894 or stop by and say hi, and you can visit them online at mosaicahardsurface.com. That's
1: M-O-S-A-I-C-A-surface.com. Joe? Joe, I want to remind people about the talk shop. We're selling two versions of the GL logo the GL logo and GL University clings, window clings for oh, your car. That's right. I gotta get some of those. They're I five bucks each. Dennis Kirk is sponsoring this, but get this. All net proceeds from the sale of those window clings will be donated to the Minnesota Military Family Appreciation Fund. If we sell out five thousand clings, GL will make a donation of more than twenty thousand dollars to the Minnesota Military Appreciation Fund. You can get everything over here, clings, oh, shirts, man. hats. John and I are featuring the Garage Logic Boltwerk shirt
5: ponchos for when it rains, Yeah, that saved was, us. It's right around the yep, corner here, yep. and
1: also you see out front, the uh, Bintelli e-bike from EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. You can register to win the Bintelli e-bike. You can do it uh, here while scanning your QR code on the sign next to the bike, uh, or you can register at the GL Merchandise booth, or online at garagelogic.com. Here's John height This news brought to you by Heydays,
2: The Minnesota State Fair started to rebound from the stormy first couple of days on Saturday. Attendance, though, still a lot lower than in recent years. Uh, Day three, which was Saturday, saw 129,984 visitors, the first time it passed 100,000 this year, Uh, but still a sharp decline from 2019, 38%, when 209,000. Uh, congregated on the same day. Today, by the way, is Senior's Day at the fair. At the grandstand tonight, an oldie show, the Spinners. Oh boy! With special guests, Little Anthony and the Imperials and the Grassroots. Uh, did a little research. The Spinners still have one original member. Okay. Huh. Henry Fambro, who's 83 years old. Wow. wow. Yeah, still uh, still performing. Uh, little Anthony and the Imperials, near as I can tell, have two original members both in their 80s little anthony no there actually was never a little anthony it oh. was just a name they uh,
3: oh so with the spinners are they are, are we really calling them the spinners well the,
2: the spinners were calling them yes but it's like a lot of soul groups it's a lot of those guys actually that's what they do, they go from. they sound to band. like the Spinners. They I go mean, from the Spinners to the Temptations to the Four Tops.
3: It's like Steely Dan. One of them is gone, so you know. <sighs> either call it Steely or Dan, but not Steely Dan.
2: What about the Grassroots? What about Dan? The grass, the, the Grassroots have uh, no original members. Really? Yeah. No. Uh, Rob Grill, though. Uh, Rob Grill was their leader. He handpicked these people before he died oh. in 2011. All right. That's uh, what my research found.
5: Uh, my research also found that there was indeed a little Anthony. Uh, he didn't really care for the nickname he got it in freshman uh, year in high school uh, <laughs> at Jim <gym> Cliffs. <laughs> that's why he didn't really. That's why he didn't Chris, want to run with it. Chris didn't Little really, Anthony. Chris didn't really wait for your punchline. No, there, he didn't. Did he? he jumped I in. I knew okay. right where he was going. Stepped man. all over. Didn't yep, he? he really really did. Sorry, yeah.
6: bro. All right.
2: uh, in the news, a homicide investigation underway in Dayton's Bluff in Saint Paul after a male victim shot and killed Sunday night. According to the St. Paul Police Department, it happened near 7th Street East and Mounds Boulevard, just west of the Metropolitan State University campus. When police got there, they reported finding a young man believed to be in his late teens inside a vehicle. He was taken to Regents Hospital, where he later died. Police said they think the shooting was connected to a road rage incident, but they couldn't say how the teen was involved. Uh, that by the way, it was a bad weekend for St. Paul, yes, the third was. deadly shooting in a 24-hour period. Early Sunday morning, an adult male in his 30s arrived at Regents Hospital at 12.15 in the morning by private transport. Died a short time later. St. Paul police believe the first shooting happened in a parking lot on the 400 block of Jackson Street. The vehicle in which the victim arrived had bullet holes in the windshield, according to police. St. Paul police detained the driver. Is the wacky
1: Wheeler here this year?
5: Wacky? I do not believe so. I thought he retired two years ago. Oh, okay. uh there was a new Wacky Wheeler that came by, but I have not seen uh, the Wacky Wheeler. <laughs> a new Wacky it's a Wheeler? a new Wacky Wheeler? So it's like
6: the Spinners. Melvin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Melvin had,
5: uh, I think he had some <laughs> health issues, so he needed to, to give it up. All right. Huh. Drugs? No. Uh, hardcore, yeah. Hardcore. What uh,
3: you guys can't see, John, your back is to her, and the TV's in the way for you, Such, but uh, I see Doris and a little, little oh, baby
1: lamb out there. Oh, boy. Is that what that is? Yeah. Well, Rook, you can wave doors yeah, up anytime, sure, John. I'll be happy to sure. take a break. But well, while we're doing that, John, you might as well continue.
2: Uh, fire officials we talked about this earlier expect embers to burn in northern Minnesota until snow falls as of Sunday. The Greenwood Fire was 41 square miles in size and 14 percent contained. Fire officials are also keeping a close eye on two fires burning north of that massive fire. Well, it's early. Fire Information Officer Marty Christensen says there's a chance the fires could stretch as far as the Gunflint Trail. Uh, Kenny, please do not say anybody
3: is running. For their lives. Oh, they're running for their lives, John. No. no. They they're, grabbed their underpants and got the hell out of town. Their underpants. John, have you ever had your uh,
8: State Fair Animals. Oh, have
1: You ever had your Hi Natalie.
8: Hi. What's your last name? Beckendorf.
1: Where are you from, Natalie?
8: I'm from Remville, Minnesota.
1: Okay, and this is you have brought a little sheep here.
8: I have. This is a lamb. Yep. Lamb,
1: lamb. Yep. Is that a male?
8: This is a female, so a you.
1: What's a lamb? Uncute. <laughs> is a lamb a male?
7: No, a
8: lamb no. is a a young Here we go. Sheep. a young sheep. Yes.
1: Yeah, and and because it's a female, it's called a lamb. It's called a ewe because it's called, called? a ewe. A ewe lamb. What are the males called?
7: Fox. A ram. Lamb. Yep.
1: Rams and ewes. A ram, a lamb Rams and ewes. Go. Ewe.
7: Yes. Ewe. And but then if the uh, swimsuit area has been altered, Joe, in the male, they're called a weather.
1: Oh, I see. Oh. Oh. This is Doris Mould. She's a charter inductee into the Garage Logic Hall of Fame for all her years of bringing us animals. Now, uh, uh, Natalie, what, uh, what are you doing with this animal?
8: So I'm working at the Miracle of Birth Center this week. So I'm going to be taking care of the lambs along with the goat kids mm-hmm. and just working with other FFA volunteers mm-hmm. and a vet.
1: How old is this lamb?
8: Nine days. Oh,
1: wow. wow. Man, yes. that's just a baby, huh? Mm-hmm. How soon can you eat it? Oh.
8: <laughs> well, they have to reach market weight. Okay. And this is actually you, so she's most likely not going to be eaten.
1: Okay. She'll uh, give birth to other sheep. Yep,
8: she'll become breeding. Right.
1: Yep. How many sheep do you raise?
8: Um, on my farm, we don't have much sheep. We just kind of have them for fun. We have baby doll sheep, so they're kind of miniature. Yeah. Um, So we just have, like, four or five, and it's more of a hobby, but we do raise goats. So it's a good experience here at the Miracle of Birth Center to work more closely with them. Now,
1: is the Miracle of Birth Center, Doris, holding births this year?
8: No, they're not.
1: Okay, all right. So this this, uh, animal was not born here?
8: Nope, but we tried to get them born as close as possible to the state fair. Do they
7: make a decent pet?
8: I would say I mean, so. Would they
1: bring you the newspaper or anything like
8: that? <laughs>
7: well, not not to that degree, Joe. No. Right, right. They eat everything in sight, right? No, not n- they a, don't.
3: That's a goat. That's I a think. goat. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but lambs hop, don't they? I mean, they can really leap far. They will spring.
7: They'll Yes.
8: What's the yeah. tag
1: on the ear significant of?
8: That's their ear tag. That's for mostly identification.
1: Okay. What is this uh, lamb's name? Daisy. Astasia. Daisy. Stazy. Daisy. 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 Oh, I see. Sure you're giving it sort of a Russian
5: name there. what What is the uh, <laughs> lamb doing right now when it' speaks? When it uh, 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 what is it what is it saying? Everything's okay, or I want something. What the right hell? What, what do you mean? What's it saying? Well, it's no, not I'm talking. Saying, but no, I'm saying. Is it comfortable? Is it just saying everything's it makes okay? A nice living, or? Makes a living. Yeah.
7: <laughs> well, it, it depends. It depends, Rook. I mean, they have all sorts of different modes of communication, and and right now it's just kind of generally talking. It's a little unfamiliar, so it's like, hey, what's going on here? Got yeah. it. There's uh, more of that.
3: Are you sure it doesn't want the teat? Is that no. what it is?
7: No, that's not that. That's not the teat talk. No.
1: Oh, it's a well-behaved little fella, yes, isn't it? Yes, very content. Because that's, that, that's it's a rookie gal. when he starts bowering. <laughs> uh, well, it's a <laughs> little gal, little yeah. gal, well-behaved gal. It's a you. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Natalie and Doris, as usual. It's always good to see you.
3: If you let it loose right now, would it just take off, and you wouldn't be able to catch it?
8: Not necessarily. I it, think they've been around people very well. I think she's I, she's I don't th- a beauty. I, I
7: don't think this one would take off, but I no. mean it, it, it could proing, But uh, I would hazard to best that most of us could catch the lamb again. I Roughly, agree.
5: how many would be uh, are entered into
7: show? Well, it varies from year to year. This year, the shows are down in numbers. We have fewer people showing, and uh, the, you know there are various concerns that people have, and so we don't have as many in numbers. Uh, but we still have very good quality throughout the shows. And uh, the open show, uh, sheep show, is split into two. So you had the first group uh, the previous four days. Now you'll have a new open show group that just came in this morning. And then uh, the 4-H showed earlier. Uh, and the last four days of the fair, we'll have another sheep show. And that will be the FFA sheep show. Yes.
5: This can be a sheep show right here sometime. <laughs> where can, uh, can fairgoers go,
1: uh, Doris, to see a uh, little sheep like this?
7: Well, little sheep are in the Miracle Birth Center. That's okay. where that's all, the only place where you can see the little ones. All right. Uh, the bigger sheep uh, will be in the sheep barn. Okay. All right. And if you
5: ever, if you if you win this year, anything that you're showing, don't mention like Doris said. Well, there there wasn't a lot this year. It was a down year. You just <laughs> yeah,
1: don't ever tell no. anybody that. You just no. say I won. Okay? You go back home and say the competition was. Horrible, stiff. <laughs> <And> you came <laughs> yeah. through it.
7: Well, Shaked well, down. the thing is, even though we are reduced in numbers, we really have some high-quality mm-hmm. animals throughout the right. livestock barn. So uh, the really good ones showed up. Yep,
1: You'd I can, I that. can. You can attest to yes, that. I you
7: can. can the, the really good ones uh, always turn up. It's the other ones that sometimes
5: filter, in, filter out. Yeah, Natalie, filter are, in, filter are you are you in out, school? Right.
8: Yes, I am.
1: What what are you?
8: I'm a senior, but I'm doing full PSEO at Ridgewater and Wilmer. What's that mean? It's just post-secondary. Post-secondary.
1: Oh, I see. So
5: she's a a self-starter, overachiever. All right. right.
8: (laughs) I guess you could say that. Yes, you are.
5: You can can take the uh, humble brag for that.
7: That, That's like most FFA members. They're uh, self-starters and uh, move it along. So she's getting college credit right now. Oh, I
1: see. Okay, great. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for bringing Daisy down.
8: Thank you for having
1: us. Yeah, it's always good to have you visit, uh, Doris, and I appreciate it.
7: Yes. So, if this was a male, Joe, just so you know, in about six months, it'd be ready to go to Grundhoffer's. All right. Well, six months—that's all. Months, that's
3: all, right. all. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Quick wow.
7: turnover.
5: All right. Pretty quick
7: turnover. Thank you. There both. you go. Thank, Thank you, you,
3: both. Thank you. Here's Thank you. State Fair animals. Uh, I have a math quiz for you, boys. Yeah. Twenty twenty one minus fifty four.
6: 2021 minus 54. So 19,
3: 19, uh, sixty seven. you are right and i think it was shortly after that a few years i'm going to say early 70s when i went to heydays for the very wow. first time leaning up against a snow fence remember the old wood snow fences sure, watching thunder jets and king cats and nitros and starfires uh well as it just so happens heydays is coming around one more time on the clock uh, the 11th and 12th at the Snor- Snow Baron site. It's off of Highway 95, seven miles east of North Branch. Fifty-four years strong. And you know why I love it? Because it's the official start of winter. No. Ooh. winter, Ooh. yes, and if you're into sleds or motorsports at all, you've got to be there. Hundreds of vendors on site, uh, they can provide you with anything as clothing, gear, uh, sleds, Articap, Polaris, Kadoo, Yamaha, multitude of dealers. And what I love about Hay Day is two things the grass drags, uh, which is just amazing, they've gone from top speeds in the 70s and 80s to approaching 200, if not more now. Ooh. It's just amazing. And the swap area, uh, we're talking three fields of swap. Uh, and it's not just snowmobile stuff. You'll find virtually everything in the swap field uh, at Haydays. It's coming up on the 11th and 12th. Uh, they've got their own website, the Snow Barons do, heydays.com. Uh, and I cannot wait. When's the last time you went to Heydays, Suchi boy? Last year. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: we don't really? know that. <laughs> Name one thing uh, you found. We there. don't know Well, that.
3: Uh, I'm going to drag you up to Heydays this year, Suchi. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to have ourselves yeah, a ball. Teddy
6: needs a driver.
1: <laughs> Again. Yeah, I might, actually. Heydays.com. Here's Johnny Haidt resuming his newscast.
2: Ida is now a tropical storm after spending 16 hours as a hurricane over Louisiana. And Mississippi, people out uh, assessing damage this morning. A uh, power, uh, when I uh, came in anyway to this fair today, remains out for the entire city of New Orleans, taking down the backup system for the city's pumps. Ida's storm surge pushed so much water into the mouth of the Mississippi, it reversed the flow wow. of That's
1: the river. Something-
6: did you guys wow. see the video, John? I'm sure you did. Uh, the nurse in that high rise.
1: I did not. I did not. There's no. a
6: nurse uh, at a hospital, obviously, and she took a video of the storm, and the opposing building's roof came off.
2: Oh, boy. Oh, my word. word.
6: Yeah, it was oh, yeah, it was jarring.
2: Uh, 150 mile-an-hour winds tied it for the fifth strongest hurricane to ever hit the mainland.
1: You know, I always like to wonder why you people didn't leave. You had a week's notice. But then I realized, you know, I might have chosen chosen to stay. Who knows? Chosen, chosen, chosen. Well, my mother chose it baseball, baseball for, for me. me. But well, yeah, you
5: got to leave everything, right? And you don't know what's going to happen. Well, you take it. your
1: paperwork and stuff.
5: You know,
3: if that happens your here, paperwork. and uh, you thanks, alert Gramps. you, you tell us all you're leaving. The first thing we're going to go over and do is loot your place.
2: That's
0: right. right. So uh, she chose it baseball <laughs> for me. Mm-hmm.
2: Thanks, Ricky. Minnesota state troopers arrested about 70 people on Saturday after that Line 3 protest at the Capitol spilled over to the governor's residence. Protesters chained themselves to the fence outside the residence, prompting a response from police. According to Lieutenant Gordon Shank with the State Patrol, 69 people were arrested for several different charges including disorderly conduct, third-degree riot, and felony threats of violence on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Shank said in a press release, if you swarm someone's home, chain yourself to the fence, pull on the gate, and attempt to tear it down, you should expect to be arrested. Everyone arrested Saturday will be booked into the Ramsey County Jail according to police.
1: All right, I saw the yes, bus sir. these hypocrites are driving around in, the Protest Line 3 bus. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was parked on St. Clair for some reason on Saturday. Uh, these hypocrites are driving a vehicle that I bet doesn't get two miles to <laughs> the gallon. It's all beat up and crummy. And P- pillaring smoke. I'm sure it hasn't been. <laughs> dripping antifreeze. I'm sure it hasn't been serviced, but these frauds think that uh, it's okay because they're trying to save the earth. <laughs>
2: A subset of COVID-19 patients who received infusions of laboratory-made antibodies did run a lower risk of requiring hospital care for their illnesses. All of this according to a new Mayo Clinic study released this morning. The report in the journal Lancet, e-clinical medicine, I think you get that one, don't you? I do. Yeah, mm. uh, Suggests that certain monoclonal antibody treatments could help patients with mild to moderate syst- uh, symptoms. The author's study, though, Dr. Raymond uh, Nabel says, well, treatment is promising. You shouldn't view the antibodies as an alternative to, uh, alternative to vaccines. He said they provide immediate but short-term immunity, while vaccination will provide longer-term immunity. Ed Asner. The burly and prolific character actor who became a star in middle age as Lou Grant. Oh, he's a commie. I <laughs>
1: hate spunk. He died <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, he, uh, really? Joe? Really? Oh, he, he was uh, way out on the left. But way out on the left. He probably it, wasn't a commie. Uh, Ed Asner. I, yeah, mean, I know. Come on. 91. Sp- he hated spunk.
2: <laughs> he was a star. Uh, no, he of he hated Sputnik. Sp- yeah. One of the stars of the Mary Tyler Moore Show and later Lou Grant, which was a drama. His representative confirmed the death, uh, saying uh, in a note from his children, we're sorry to say our beloved patriarch passed away peacefully this morning. Uh, Built like the football lineman he once was, the Balding Asner was a journeyman actor in films and TV when he was hired to play Lou Grant in 1970 on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. He was a football player? I didn't know that. Look at the size of him. He was a tackle. For seven seasons, he was the rumpled boss to Moore's Mary Richards at the fictional Minneapolis TV newsroom, where both worked, he would later uh, play the role of Lou Grant again in the show *Lou Grant*. The part brought Asner three Best Supporting Actor Emmys on *Mary uh, Mary Tyler Moore* and two Best Actor awards on *Lou Grant*. He did that role magnificently. You know what? Uh,
3: yeah. What's amazing is that *Mary Tyler Moore* a comedy, *Lou Grant* a drama. Yeah. And he made that transition yeah. seamless. No problem. No. It was amazing. No. Uh, he had more than 300
2: acting credits. Remained active throughout his 70s and 80s. Uh, you might remember, uh, if you. I know everybody will make fun of this, but I love the film Elf. He played Santa Claus in the That's film right. Elf. That's yep. uh, right. He was John Goodman's dad in the short-lived CBS comedy Center of the Universe, and the voice of the elderly hero in the 2009 Pixar release, Up.
3: I met Ed mm. Asner in the hallway uh at KSTP TV. Really? <laughs> really? Walking down the hall yeah. and uh yeah.
5: That's when they brought him back as the uh yeah. remember the the, cur- the curmudgeonly news director. Yeah. 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 I, I thought that was a good campaign. That yeah.
3: was all right. Well uh um, he was well loved by other actors. Only one person left from that show. Yeah. Betty White. Betty White. They're all gone. Is Mary gone? Oh Mary's gone. Yeah. Captain steubing has gone. And
1: Betty White's about a hundred and ten. <laughs> Captain <Stubing>. She is. <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: Ted Night. <laughs> Murray, rest his soul. A momentary power surge. I wouldn't do. Well. What about Rhoda? Rhoda's gone. Rhoda Morgan, or Leachman? Uh, who? Yeah, uh, she died last Cloris. year. She yep. just She's lost. I'll be darned. Wow, you have a uh, intimate knowledge of the Mary Tyler Morgan. It was show. a
1: hard show not to watch. I you agree. ever been
3: by the house in Kenwood? Not that I recall. I probably would have looked for it. I'm surprised you haven't walked into their garage right. and right. snooped around. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hands you got got your hands in your pocket. What you got? Anything for sale here?
2: <laughs> uh, Joe, you wouldn't do well with this. I would either. A momentary power surge disrupted half of the New York City subway system for several hours oh, God. stranded hundreds of passengers in the cars according to governor Kathy Hochul the unprecedented breakdown affected more than 80 trains on the subway's system numbered lines plus the L train from shortly after 9 p.m. Sunday to about 1:30 a.m. Monday the restoration of service was delayed because passengers on two of the trains walked out onto the tracks by themselves rather than waiting for the Metropolitan Transportation Authority workers to help them. Speaking outside the lower Manhattan subway system, the governor promised a thorough how, investigation. How long
3: was it shut down, John? About four and a half hours, right? Let's how see. long was yep. Before Such would have just gone completely off the rails, lost
1: his s, started pounding on the walls, screaming and yelling. I would have simply continued to read my book and been very calm. Uh, the answer is 37 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. 37 seconds. Yeah. I timed it out.
6: Well, you're yeah. also making the mistake that he would have been on the subway in the first
3: place. What
5: stinks? I don't take the subway, but if I do, <laughs> I'm taking the L. And John, you
3: have no business laughing, knowing no, what we know about you. I would have gone crazy. confined then. spaces. Yeah. I'm
1: seeing that scene from Skyfall when the uh, Javier Bardem is uh, going to blow up the subway. and, yes. and uh, <laughs> I, I would have found that door and
2: gone through it somehow. <laughs> A controversial $150,000 robot dog helping the Honolulu Police Department during the COVID-19 surge is worth the price tag, according to the lieutenant in charge of the program. The robot, named, of course, Spot, recently began delivering food and water to a COVID-19 positive person living at HPD's Homeless Outreach and Navigation for Unsheltered People. Joseph O'Neill is the acting Lieutenant of HPD's Community Outreach Unit. He says the need for the program doubled since the beginning of August. There's currently 78 people on site there. He said having the ability to deploy something that can do all the interactions, I really don't think over the long term, $150,000 is a waste. The robot dog can not only scan temps at seven feet away; it can also carry supplies Good and, story, and has two-way communication. I know as soon as I got into that, well, one, you mean both that thing, Spot? Both started digging for stuff. <laughs> I, I'm still marveling
6: at the fact that Rookie asked Doris if what the sheep was saying. Yeah.
5: Yeah. No, I, I wasn't saying like a, a, a real <laughs> sentence, but what is the what's the vibe? Is it a is it a I'm cool vibe or you know yes, I'm nervous? I'm fine. You, you know it what was, that, I'm fine. You know what that kind of felt to me like
3: Rook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, 15 minutes. That, no,
1: uh, 13 minutes.
6: I need the stage cleared before we kill
1: time. You know, she mentioned Grunhoffers. <laughs> yes, she Rook, did. Rook, can you get uh, sheep at Grunhoffers? That's a good question. What, I they be, you lamb can get lamb.
5: Or, yeah. uh. But I'd have to verify that. I'm going I to find out if for you, you could
1: bring one in and have Spence uh, process I, I it. I wouldn't be surprised. He's an expert at that. We're talking about Grunhoffer's old fashioned meats in Hugo on Highway 61, just north of Hugo, and the new location in Forest Lake on Highway 97. You can buy your own side or quarter of beef and beat the prices at the supermarket. While you're there, get the meatloafs and the Wagyu steaks and burgers and the brats and the ham and the thick-cut bacon and the salmon. Mm. Oh, man, and the seasoning. It's just been a great, great discovery by GLers who love it. And because we we make our clients' lives miserable, Spencer had to open that second location in Forest Lake right, near, uh, right on Highway 97 near a quick trip. Uh, just excellent, excellent product since 2007. It's been one of the great pleasures of... Uh, the podcast world was getting linked up with Spencer and learning about these wonderful, wonderful products. And I think there's a lot of grilling season left. Well, because in GL, people even grill in the winter. And uh, Grunhofer's, oh, yeah. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats will take care of you. A mountain lion. It's a pretty cool story, but
2: uh, not this part. The mountain lion attacked a five-year-old boy in Southern California. No, that,
1: that's not cool, John.
2: Well, yeah. hang on. You'll, you'll see the cool part. Uh, the mountain lion now has been shot and killed by a wildlife officer. Six- cool. That's not cool either oh, yet, That's not the cool the part. 65-pound six, mountain lion attacked the boy while he was playing near his home and dragged him about 45 yards across the front cool. lawn, according cool. to Captain Patrick Foy. That's not cool either, Kenny. Uh, the boy did suffer some injuries, uh, but he is in stable condition. Here's the cool part. The true hero of this, Foy said, is Mom. The mom was inside the house when she heard the commotion. She ran out of the house and started beating on the mountain lion with her bare hands. Good for her. And got the mountain lion off of her son. The mountain lion took off.
6: <laughs> you know what the moral of that story is? Don't mess with no, mom. She's been drinking. Moms, there's a mountain lion around.
3: <laughs> when I first heard this story for the first time, it, the only one thing popped into my mind. Your wife, the CP, out in the backyard beating the hell out of the mountain lion. Yeah. And you cowering in the, be in, the house. Right. In, the in the kitchen.
5: kitchen. <laughs> you be cheering her on. Cheering I'm her on. Say, Get him, hey, on Left side, left I'm side. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. That thing would be inside out. And then, what was
1: it that Emily said one time about a chair box? Uh, something like the Fox? Uh, oh,
5: Acid Fox. Acid Fox. Acid yeah. Fox. Yeah. It was when you are... Um, Oh, my God. I, I can't remember, remember what, what I remember it was. It was but not it was, important. It was funny. Uh, not, not important. I t- Kenny,
2: I thought you were going to say if the mountain lion attacked Joe, but if it attacked Joe, she'd just go, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> got yeah. Have yeah. at yeah. it. We got insurance. A little more Meh. on the left. A little he's, more on the left. He's covered. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a huge fire. Did you see this video? Yes. Engulfed an 18-story apartment building. On the outskirts of Milan, sending plumes of smoke across the city. Dozens of people were evacuated from the tower. Luckily, no reports of deaths or serious injuries at this point. You're kidding. Firefighters rushed inside the skyscraper, knocking down doors to check for residents at 5.30 p.m. Sunday. Uh, Debris could be seen falling off the outside of the Via Antonini residential tower in horrifying video footage after the fire was reported to have broken out on the 15th floor a resident told the local paper, quote, we were told the panels that covered the building were fireproof, but they burned like butter, according to that uh, resident.
1: What I find interesting about that story is I saw the video, and it's burning like a spiral candle. I mean, it, uh, that cladding is just burning. Wasn't that the problem in that terrible apartment fire in London a couple of years ago when they thought the uh, cladding was fireproof? Yep. and It was the cladding that caused right. the catastrophe. Yes. Well, let's check to see if this really fireproof.
5: Uh, spiral light candles are not fireproof. They, uh, you can light them right. twice if you need right. to. By the way,
2: I uh, congratulations. I changed the word cladding and had to look it up because I'd never heard it before. But yeah, cladding. What yeah. is it? Never it's heard. It's just of an it. application
3: on something outside. Like, well, like Rook would say, uh, to the hell with it. That Bleep that word. That word. word. Cladding that is, a word. Word. is a common Screw word. 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 A common word. word. You know why are you Why use siding I'm or cladding. fascia? No, or no, it's called
2: cladding. I I like like Words mean something. How many people out here know what cladding is? Well, I bet all of them. Oh, you bunch of Gellers, they know what cladding means. Sucking up to them. Come on, (laughs) not paying you in Thailand.
3: (laughs) I think we just turned on GL. I think we did too. I apologize. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) A temporary hospital set up to treat people with COVID-19 in central Thailand turned into a sex and drugs free-for-all, with patients taking drugs. (laughs) getting into fights, and indulging in group sex wow. on the large open plan wards. Where was this? Thailand.
5: Too far away, Joe. Yeah. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Officers from Thailand's Internal Security Ops Command, led by Colonel Pua Ketui, Khetui, Deputy Commander-in-Chief for the COVID-19 Situation Control, members of Internal Security Ops Command, Members of the Samut prakin province raided the hospital and questioned about 1,000 patients. They were unable to detect any illegal drugs, but a large stash of cigarettes and vape sticks. Both banned in the hospital were found. Hospital managers looked at the footage from the hospital. Although male and female patients could be seen going into each other's wards, and some people appeared to be using illegal drugs, the images were not clear enough for anybody to be identified, so nobody's been charged in
1: that. uh,
2: And
5: believe me, the guy that was tasked with trying to find out who it was, he worked really hard on it to try to see if he (laughs) got identified of those people.
1: No, but he got a lead. (laughs) He got
2: a lead. He got a lead. Uh, The uh, general in charge pleaded for patients to behave more responsibly,
1: let the doctors and nurses do their jobs. John, thank you. That was fantastic. Uh, We'll return shortly, I think. Don't you think, Chris? I think so. Yeah. 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 East Fish Lake
3: Road. That's the street address in Maple Grove. Rich, he's the owner. Liberty Safe. That's the best safe ever built. Uh, it's also made right here in the United States. The only other thing you need to know: huge State Fair sale right now during the run of the fair. If you mention you heard me talking about safes on Garage Logic, you're going to get 15% off selected safes. That's a great deal from a great guy, Rich. Uh, He is the man. He is going to get you into a Liberty Safe that will best fit your needs and your application. I've been lauding the uh, benefits of the Liberty Safe for quite a while now on GL and Maple Grove Lock and Safe. That's the best place in town to pick one up uh, and make the acquisition, and it's all due to Rich. He's the guy. Be sure to mention me or Suit or Rookie or GL. Get yourself 15% off
1: selected inventory from Rich at MapleGroveLockandSafe.com. I know uh, John touched on this a bit, uh, but these are incredible statistics. Total attendance for the fair this year through Saturday stands at 269,373 people. The first three days in 2019 was 499,655 people. So it's about almost That's remarkable. half. Yeah, and that was uh, 452,948 people in 20 Eighteen. So, yes, attendance is significantly down. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you. Joe, in regard to the sensory room for fairgoers who find themselves overstimulated, I think a little reading between the lines is necessary. Imagine a GLR being dragged around the fairgrounds in the stifling heat, taking tiny shuffling steps so his young kids can keep up saying yes, dear, to all of his CPs babbling and getting the look when lamenting what's become machinery hill. Now imagine if that same GLR could duck into the sensory room at the NAC Hardware and Lounge. I'm picturing a black lab named Sparkplug, a cooler brimming with iced down IPAs and the aromatherapy that can only be provided by two-stroke exhaust. Have a great day at the fair, Nick in Bermidji.
6: We have that. It's called Andy's Garage. <laughs> That's right.
5: <laughs> we should also point out that that, that room uh, was for from Frazier. They help... Uh, kids with autism, at. Well, I didn't,
1: I didn't know that, so I, I think I probably made a full pause.
5: I, I know that you did not know that, yeah. and uh, I, uh, so we should just say, um, I'm glad that those kids have that room to go to, because they, they, they're they kids that need it. It's not as uh, euphorium as we thought.
1: So it gets you to the fair, but they are kids that might need a break from the fair. Yeah, and All that's right. where they get to
5: go to just chill out.
1: All right. Joe, I'm from Highland Park, but I have spent the last 16 years living in Sydney, Australia, My father and I never saw eye to eye on political issues, and over the years our conversations have become quite heated. My mom suggested that I listen to your show to understand my dad's point of view, and I became hooked. That was two years ago, and not only have I gained a broader perspective of the political arena, I have become much closer to my dad, and we share many laughs while discussing your show. Thank you. Could you please wish him a happy birthday? It would make his day. His name is David Sparrow from Highland Park, and his birthday is tomorrow, August 31st. Don't. Uh, no. We no, don't say that, happy
3: that's birthday that's to funny. David Sparrow. You can't no. do that. No. Start uh, with
5: one, you got to do them all. Many yeah. thanks,
1: Stephanie Hensley. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Sorry, David from Highland
3: uh, Park. John Height yeah. and I had a bit of a dilemma before the start of the show. We were asked uh, what we do out here and why, and we <laughs> tried to explain that. And they wanted to know what the show was about. And Who did? Uh, well, some, some, uh, a uh, vendor out here. Yes. Oh. It's, about, it's about
5: love.
1: And we didn't quite know what. Because it takes about nine weeks to figure it out. Nine weeks? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you get all. By Do you have it, a shorter with, answer? No. I thought that was a pretty short answer.
3: Nine Just weeks? listen
1: for nine weeks. That was not
3: helpful. I need something that'll take nine seconds.
1: <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Limans on this day in 1924. H.F. Pigman, a human fly, lost his grip and fell what? 70 feet from the courthouse tower in Albert Lee. Oh. He survived the fall but sustained serious injuries. He said the, Minneapolis, uh, said the Minneapolis Tribune of Human Flies. When he meets with disaster, his title to sympathy is decidedly clouded. <laughs> Boy, people wrote well, didn't they? <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> That's nice. And on this day in 1968, a race riot began during a dance at Stem Hall in St. Paul ignited by an alcohol violation. The riot continued through the next day, resulting in 26 arrests, numerous police and civilian injuries, and thousands of dollars in property damage from fire and vandalism, mostly in St. Paul's Selby Dale neighborhood. I do not recall that. Stem Hall. I've never heard of I it. I do not recall that at all. Uh, what year? 1968. Oh. I mean, I would have been, you know, I right wasn't. around here going to school. You've you would have been know.
3: about 40 then, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Say, center point of a uh, center point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park is a great new location. If you're going to relocate your workplace or you're, you're done with downtown, you're tired of it, it's an eight-building campus on rolling park-like land with trees and walking trails and bike trails. They're, they're single-story. No story. parking meters. No, you park right in front free. There's no elevator waits. They're all single-story. You're not going to be fighting downtown congestion. Terribly convenient to the airport and highways. 55, 62, 494, and 35E. All the office space is customizable, so you get exactly what you need, and you're going to be working in a very comfortable, hassle-free environment in Mendota Heights. So for more information, go to Escape to Mendota. That's one word, escape to mendotacom Yeah. All right, GLers. Uh by the way, I did find a uh, Big John gave me a piece from the Chaska newspaper on the traveling Lymans, and the trails and the enjoyment. Oh, oh, you're and kidding! And really? I get the Chaska newspaper. Planes, trains, and hotel rooms. There's a picture huh. of Jess and Tom Lyman. They've been traveling around the world for nearly nine years. No wow. kidding! Yeah. I'd love to read that. And they were stuck in uh, wasn't it Mumbai?
6: Mumpum, Mumpumalanga. No,
1: no, that's where they wanted to go, but they got oh. stuck in India for ten months and they couldn't leave the floor they were on. Oh, and uh, she had a great answer uh, how they pull this off. She said we like each other. <laughs> oh.
6: How would you and the CP yeah, do pretend? I months?
1: don't I mm. think I think that would be hard on many many people, not just me you moron. <laughs> I but don't know who would Pretty ch- defensive. I don't job. know who would channel more.
5: Uh, the, the the first lady of garage logic or the mayor? I don't they know. They couldn't would.
1: even go downstairs to the restaurant. You're oh, for kidding. ten months. The food was brought to well, them. No alcohol. I oh. don't know if they're drinkers or not, but no alcohol because they came up and cleaned out the fridge.
5: Coupled with that, that might I might have some. And they
1: and they uh, <laughs> they were limited to walk. They could. They finally got permission to exercise by walking on the floor they were on. And so they'd they'd walk long enough to do five miles.
3: And to answer the question, we all know what you do. The second your plane touches down in your vacation destination, you start... I
1: call the airport.
3: And start looking for... How do I get back? (laughs) And now, you know what, though?
1: I bet they might have wished they would have done that, given that they were stuck for 10 months. But they made the best of it, they said. They sound like they're... Very interesting that cats. Really
6: would enhance the game of flaws, wouldn't it?
5: Boy, it'd be a oh, tough oh, one, oh, wouldn't it? She'd be pointing that out left and right. I think. We Thank should, you, GL. We should
6: point out Monday Night Sports Talk will follow. Right, here, right uh, here, Garage Logic here at the clear Minnesota out, State. Right here. We're so going to clear out. Though, after you do that. not need to go anywhere. And yes, we yeah. will clear the decks. <laughs> clear the stage once, uh, <laughs> once Monday Night <laughs> Sports Talk is over with. All
5: right. My guess is all these fine people sitting in front have found Pod MN on their smartphone. So, they can select from uh, whatever podcast interests them. Might it, be, it might be comedy, it might be music, it might be mystery. Check it out online,
6: podmn.com. Uh, we should also point out uh, last Friday we published a oh. new episode of Table Talk with Rooks Family and the Weekly Scramble with myself and Mike Fredalone.
5: That is, you are correct there. So, you can find those at podmn and podmn.com. Another Table Talk version coming up this Friday afternoon, immediately following Garage Logic. And what the family does on the show uh, Front Porch might really shock you. Check it out, PodMN on your smartphone, Potemen.com on your computer. And also check out the Garage Logic Facebook page. You can watch Garage Logic live at the Minnesota State Fair on Facebook and on YouTube when you subscribe to the YouTube Garage Logic page. We'll catch you next time. Stick around for Monday Night Sports Talk. Thank you. Don't clap for that; it cheapens it.